Hi, everybody. My name is Thomas. I'm Amber. And this is So What Happens Next, Small Screens. And this week, we are wrapping up our Tolkien franchise, question mark, with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Some uh, Tolkien Lord of the Rings zings. Ooh, I'm excited. So let's just jump out the gate with it. I like Lord of the Rings infinitely more than The Hobbit. I'm sure that's a very common fucking sentiment. Yeah, I mean, it came before The Hobbit. But even then, I think it's... It's just better. And let's talk about why. But I think it's just better than The Hobbit is. And for so many reasons. So... Just jumping into it, Amber, the Lord of the Rings, like when you think Lord of the Rings, the movies, the books, whatever you want to think, what are you what are you thinking? What are you first thoughts just comparing the two franchises and just looking at the the, the trilogy of Lord of the Rings on its own? So I think this is like the end game basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where now they figured out that uh, Sauron is coming back. Right. You know, he's back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, we need to form, you know, this group known as the Fellowship. Um, the and basically, Avengers. The Avengers, yep. Like I said, <laughs> this is like Endgame, basically. And they're like, okay, Frodo, like, you have to go and transport this ring, this ring that rules them all, infinity basically. Stone. Yeah, Infinity Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get where you're going, but yeah. To the fires of Mount Doom. Right. And, yeah, take out basically, the bad guy. Yeah, take out the bad guy. Yeah. It seems very easy, right? No. Like, <laughs> right? it takes three movies to be able to do this. But that's what I think of when I think of The Lord of the Rings. And that's that's fine. Like, I think of, I guess in a more, like, I think of Lord of the Rings as, like, the pinnacle of fantasy. Right? Like, it is sort of, the, the book series is sort of the thing that's credited with starting it all. I mean, like, Dungeons and Dragons wouldn't yeah, exist Yeah, like, it. Anything. it's, like, such a great epic. And I think it's, like, prior to Lord of the Rings, you had King Arthur Legends. Yeah. And, like, just the time gap on that alone. It's, like, yeah. when you think fantasy pre-Lord of the Rings, you're thinking King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. And then Lord of the Rings comes in, it's, like, motherfucker, here's orcs <laughs> and elves and dwarves and all sorts of this hodgepodge world of uh, that is so cohesive and makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, from that point on, you have Dungeons and Dragons, you have Game of Thrones, you have all these things that's, like, all of it can be just traced back to Lord of the Rings. And it's so... The impact that this show had, or this movie, I should say, but not even the movies, the impact this book's had prior to the movies is, is insane. And then the, the movie just like brings all of that kind of back to the mainstream. Yeah. Like these movies are a huge fucking hit. And yeah. it's, it's crazy. And I'm sure the budget was really big as well because they you were. Know, all of the, um, the thought that was put into like the design because I remember watching like you know oh like the costumes like how Mm. they made the costumes and then even about like where they were which is New Zealand right yeah they're New Zealand where they were um primarily where the setup was Mm -hmm. and 
I was just in awe of it because like even the houses, like the Hobbit houses are like real. Yeah, they're there. You can go there. there. Yeah. yeah. People live there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's wild. And I think that this movie, it blows and it's kind of where it's like both an amazing thing and a horrible thing for the Hobbit. Yeah. Because it's sort of like the kid brother who's trying his hardest to be just like or the kid the sibling really who's just trying to be their hardest to be like the older sibling or like their dad or their mom or whatever and they just can't because the Lord of the Rings was this almost like event that I feel like so many people try to recapture and it just doesn't work it ends up being like Dothmir and Boromir and then he looks at the hobbit that is Boromir yeah and it's just like oh like (laughs) yeah (laughs) my favorite son Lord of the Rings (laughs) trilogy oh my god yeah it's like that's like the only way I can describe it yeah it's it's literally that and it's it's great because it is even an example of itself right it's like oh Boromir is the Lord of the Rings this amazing (laughs) like in 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 their father's eyes this amazing triumphant thing and then the Hobbit is Faramir (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know you got the hobbit over here like you wish our places had changed haven't you yes I wish that it's like oh wow (laughs) but you're not wrong in this case like where Faramir you know redeems himself in everyone's eyes and isn't actually a piece of garbage the hobbit compared to the lord of the rings it's not a contest it's like a pale shadow compared to this one and it's it's insane how it's done. And you see this in countless things where it's like, The Avengers was the biggest crossover event in history. Now watch as we do it at least four more times. You know, it's not that special anymore once you do it once, let alone four, you know? It was crazy at the beginning, but it's not anymore. And Lord of the Rings was something that I think just kept getting better. And it was just, you can really see that everybody's given it. They're all from production in the background to foreground with the actors I think everyone's doing like an amazing job in Lord of the Rings so the top of here we're going to just say Lord of the Rings spoilers if you haven't for some reason seen these movies I'm actually mostly shocked that it has almost been 20 years since Fellowship of the Ring came out the live action ones obviously it's been a lot longer since the animated ones came out way back in the 70s 80s but like it blows my mind that 20 years ago is when these movies came out like we are and, and they, they look on our rewatch recently, you know, we watch all these movies from front, all six of this this saga, you know, front to back, and it's astonishing how, like, really crappy The Hobbit looks in, what, like, a less than 10 year span? Yeah. Maybe 10 years? I don't know. Um, off the top of my head, but... And then how, like, still pretty pristine Lord of the Rings looks. I mean, yeah. some of the ZGs, like, you know, so far, but they do a really good job, like, hiding it. And I think it's really only noticeable because, like, if you're watching it on, like, a 4K TV or something, you're like, oh, man, this doesn't look yeah. good. But you have all these pixels showing you it's bad. Whereas, like, it's not, you know? So, I mean, coming out, like, what... Let's just start with Fellowship. What are your opinions on Fellowship, Amber? Like, Fellowship really sets it up to where... Oh, just as a disclaimer, we watched the, the extended editions yeah. of all of these. So, just like The Hobbit, we're not fucking around with the theatrical cuts we were watching the full-on explain everything yeah and so of course like this is where we get introduced to frodo Mm -hmm. um everybody yeah everybody basically but specifically with him and Mm -hmm. basically how he has to take on this like burden of basically carrying the ring and then transporting the ring to mordor 
which is like crazy in of itself because yeah. you know Gandalf goes into this whole backstory and stuff like when Frodo's like what are you talking about Gandalf like so we basically um because that in the Hobbit like it was I like the Hobbit to where it explained like okay how the ring like came to be and then you how mean it like got, in Bilbo's position. yeah in Bilbo's oh, right, right. yeah like how Bilbo basically um like came found upon it, it yeah and... found it and then he like basically just like passed it on to Frodo um on the night of his like retirement I guess or yeah he's like, yeah retirement from society yeah. or just yeah that's a really good life. way to put it is he's like my retirement from <laughs> like I'm sick of you people yeah goodbye I think what does he say like I know half of half as many of you as I would like, and I yeah. like half as many of you as yeah. I should. Yeah, like Bilbo's like character is just like very. No, Ian Holm does an amazing job as Bilbo. Yeah, it, he it's does. So he's like got that wit and snark, but then you also see those like emotional glimpses, like when yeah. they do meet or you reunite in Rivendell. And you get the most terrifying scene of 2001. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where he's like, oh, my old ring. And he's like, I would very much like to hold it again. And Bill, and Frodo's like, ah. <laughs> like, whoa, God. Like, when I first saw that as a kid, you know, watching it on like a tube TV or whatever yeah. we had when I was growing up, it was just like, he becomes is, like Gollumized. But, it's, but I, I swear, like watching it on like an old TV, I'm like, did he? Did his face change? Like, yeah. wait, what? Or did, did he? Or was it just that? Was it the lighting that changed? Just because he moved, or was his face like actually fuck? And then you watch it now on yeah. like a 4K TV or something, and you're like, oh, they like fucked with his face a little bit. That's, yeah. that's spooky shit. I don't like that. Um, and yeah, like I think, but Ian Holm does such a great job because immediately he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I, and it's not he's not just sorry for. Sh- you know, shrieking at him. But it just shows, like, how powerful, like, the ring is. And exactly. how dangerous, dangerous it is, especially when... So, basically, like, Gandalf um, tells Frodo, like, what to do. Yeah. Samwise Ganji is there, you know, kind of just poking around. And he's Ugh. like, well, you're going to be Frodo's, like, basically, like, Ooh. servant. <laughs> Let's talk about Sam for a minute. Fellowship... Okay. Perhaps a hot take, but Fellowship of the Ring, Sam sucks ass yeah I Sam gets the like most improved award out of any character in this movie <laughs> in this movie series because like by the time you get to return the king I don't I'm think like, there's anything wrong with him I, I just think he's, he's a little just soft a bumbling he's, moron yes. in this cause he's like it's like you by the by the third movie right he's yeah. kind of this like weird conscience yeah. for him and he's like I know what we should do with these yeah. kinds of things and even when he's like arguing with Gollum, he gets yeah. a little heated, but he's still like, dude, can yeah. you not see? He is bad. He's yeah. trying to fuck us over. But in this first part, I see like, okay, perfect example. When they're on motherfucking uh, Weathertop, yeah. right before Frodo gets stabbed, and Frodo's asleep, and, a- and Aragorn's on watch, everyone, like no one's around the hobbits, who are apparently like fucking children in this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fine, they're ignorant. But like, yeah, Mary Pippin and Sam having fifth dinner or pre-breakfast whatever the fuck this meal is they're sitting there on the ground with a fire going in the middle of the night what is their like caloral intake for a hobbit it's gotta be huge for such a tiny little person they're like eating so much shit I feel like they're like pandas or some shit where they they have to eat they're like gorillas they just eat and eat and eat 
The hobbits are like super dense. <laughs> like that's actually secret. They're not just like tiny people. They're actually like if you took a human, normal yeah. sized man and just condensed all the same amount of matter into a smaller package. Yeah. So like they weigh three hundred pounds, but like, you know, they're like three feet tall. But no, I hate it because he's like Sam's first fucking line to Frodo is we saved you some bacon or Mr. Frodo or some shit and everyone's like yeah we're making food and Frodo's like put it out what the hell's wrong with you and like they they put it out of course the ring rates see him and attack him and it's a whole thing but it's like come on guys you already dealt with the spies the little crows or whatever you already know there are dangers out of here you're and Aragorn already explained to you (laughs) we're not doing this 20 meals a day shit. We are in the wild. We're walking around. We eat when we eat. You know, we're not doing more than three, if not two. And instead they're like... Yeah, we're like in no man's land, basically. It's literally that fucking Spongebob meme when (laughs) the Krusty Krab is open all night. And Squidward's like... Squidward's in there. He's like, who would want a Krabby Patty at 3 a.m.? And then Patrick's just like, oh boy, 3 (laughs) a.m. And like grabs a Krabby Patty out of a drawer. That's the Hobbits. They're like, oh boy, 3 a.m., time to eat motherfucking bacon. Like, what? And Sam, it just bothers me because, I I think it bothers me because knowing in the third movie that Sam is so conscious of everything, and yet in the first movie, seeing him be like, we saved you some bacon, and Frodo's like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? And then, then all of them, when he's putting out the fire... They get mad about it. Yeah. He's like, put it out, you fools. And they're like, oh, come on, man. What the hell? And then you hear <laughs> the fucking ring rays come in. And they're just like, oh, we fucked up. It's like, where have you been? Yeah. We are enough in this movie to where you guys should know better. And that really is my pinnacle I hate Sam moment. And it's just that one line of, oh, we saved you some bacon. Like, it's okay. We <laughs> saved you food. And it's just like, oh, my God. But again, it's. You can't really blame him because they I know, are in I this. I know, but I do. <laughs> they live in an area that's like pretty much gated, like nice community. Yeah, and they never have any. Well, they don't crime. have to worry about it. But like they're they're so it just bothers me because it's like, I think by that point it's very clear like Frodo understands the dangers here, yeah. And yet for some reason like none of the other hobbits do. Yeah. Like they're still in La La Land, and I'm like. We got a spectrum of hobbits with Frodo on this end and Pippin on this end of like knowledgeable and ignorant as fuck. By the third movie, the whole spectrum's on the same end. But like, yeah, it goes Frodo, Sam, Mary, and then Pippin. And it's sort of like, Sam should know better by this. If Frodo is like, this is bad, Sam should be like, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like, I want to know, did he protest? Did he say, hey, you know... Strider said we shouldn't be making food and they were like oh fuck Strider we're just gonna eat some fucking bacon right now but enough about that we've been harping on that one scene <laughs> for so long now yeah so that I, I think though overall like Sam is he ends up being a great character like he grows so much as like a person yeah like he would have never made it to uh, Mount Doom if Sam wasn't there with him. For sure. And I think that that's kind of part of the reason why, like, their characters flip for me. Like, yeah. by the end of this whole series... Like, you end up hating Frodo. I know. Be- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck Frodo. Like, if he died, I'd be okay. And then you end up liking Sam and actually just like, wow, like, Sam was really the one who... Because, again, like, he's carrying a great weight, He but literally carries Frodo. 
Yeah, she and literally carries way. him. There. Oh, I can carry you. Yeah. And like picks him up and drags him up the mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or at least five steps and until Gollum attacks. I think Sam is like, for Frodo, like his connection to humanity. Because even at the end, um, you know, when they think they're about to die or mm-hmm. they're just going to die, um, Sam was just like, you know what I'm going to miss? I'm going to miss like uh, my girl. I forget her name, but... Which, okay, and then correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, everybody, but, like, are they a thing, or was he just crushing on her heart? I think he was just crushing on her. Okay, that's like, what he's I like, thought, I'm too. I'm going to miss, like, her ribbons. Right, I'm like going to miss this opportunity to ask out this woman yeah. that I never had the balls to ask out before, yeah. and now I am, like, And I'm sure, like, dude, and know? then even Frodo was like, I'm going to miss the Shire. Right. Like, and I think Bilbo even sets it all up that way, right? Mm-hmm. Is Bilbo sets up to Gandalf like Frodo's not like me. He doesn't want to. Le- he still loves the Shire. Yeah. He doesn't want to leave it. You know, he dreams of these adventures, but it's kind of one of those like, I dream of it, but at the end of every single one of them, I go home yeah. and everything's fine because that's what happened with Bilbo. And it's like Bilbo was like, by the end of it, he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to adventure. Yeah. And it's kind of like he was forced to stay whereas Frodo ended up having it all kind of ruined for him by the end yeah he just couldn't go back to that life yeah and that you know I, I think before we get into that too much you bring up the point about like the his, Sam and Frodo's relationship right so let's like dive into that really quick because last week we were talking about uh, Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson's relationship and the one thing that both of us were like oh my god what I really like about this movie for the most part is that it's not like a sexual romantic relationship and I gotta say, that's a really, like, something I don't think about in this movie, and maybe that's it doing an amazing job, but in the Lord of the Rings trilogy as a whole, like, Frodo and Sam's relationship is super fucking solid, it's deep, but it but doesn't... But it's not just, like, them, it's, like, the relationships between the characters in this movie is just right. great. The camaraderie like... <laughs> is so, but it's, like, the connection yeah. that they all have is so because fucking Because, again, deep. you have an elf and a dwarf. Right. And, like, we saw in The Hobbit, that's not a thing. Right. Like, you don't have, like, a relationship between those two uh, types of people. But yeah. then, like, in here, it's, like, by the end of it, they are, like, best fucking buddies. They're, you know... Right. And I think the thing I like about it, or the thing that kind of resounds with me now in, like, hindsight of something like Lost in Translation is they're not... Like, there's no, like, oh, my God, are Gimli and Legolas gonna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's none of... There is none no, of that. Like, and between men, it's just, like, you know, really everyone. Like, and we set it up to where it's not... A, it's not like you have a stupid fucking love triangle between, like, yeah, Aragorn, the, Legolas, um, and Arwen or something Yeah, like even that. the romantic relationships are really good. They're really well, unilateral. Well, besides, like, like and... Well, we'll talk about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty. Um, that, that's yeah. That was just yeah. Farmir and thirsty. Ao and thirsty. Surname here because like the 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 romantic relationships in this movie are very one way or like bilateral, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like Aragorn and Arwen. Yeah. Like there is no third person besides Elrond being like let her let my daughter go yeah. back to her people. There is no oh Legolas trying to get in there on the side or something like that. Even with Sam and Frodo, there's this this woman in the Shire whose name escapes me that Sam is like hardcore crushing on. You don't see any of Sam's boys, you know, 
going on, man. She sure is. Rosie, she, that's her name. Rosie sure is pretty. Like, I don't know yeah. if you don't you move, see other move. guys that are really right. not even part of the. But there's none of this silly little competition. But they all know. They're just like, yeah, Sam has like great affection for her. And we're right. not going to. And know, we don't have that. We try so to encourage him yeah. to go talk to her. But. but even then, it's like, and you don't have this like, oh, you don't, you just don't have this on any level of like, will they, won't they between any character in this movie that isn't already set up in a romantic relationship. And I guess the thing I like about that, especially coming off of Lost in Translation for the most part, is that it just is so refreshing from today, where there's always a love triangle or a will they, won't they bullshit, <laughs> and it's just like, why can't it just be a thing? Why do I get to give a shit about this love? Why do I need a love triangle shoved into my fantasy epic? Like, what is this? <laughs> and we're not doing that, and it's nice. Yeah. And I mean, you can argue that even the Hobbit, and this is something where the Hobbit kind of fails, is you have a fucking love triangle in the Hobbit between half the characters aren't even made up, or made know. up and not there. Like, Feely love triangle with Evangeline Lily's elf character and Legolas. And it's like, why is this here? <laughs> what is this doing? Just yeah. make Feely, if you're going to have it, just make Feely and, and Evangeline Lily's character a thing or, or like a desirable thing. And we see it, like you said, with the dwarves and the elves and have this be like an early version of that, you know? And it kind of was, I guess. But it has to just fizzle out one-third of the triangle, Legolas, before it makes any fucking sense. Yeah. And it's annoying. Whereas this movie is just like, yeah, that's the romantic thing's a thing. We're going to keep going. The closest this triangle, I think, gets, though, is the Eowyn-Arwyn thing with Aragorn. Which I think is the, probably one of the lowest points in this movie's franchise yeah. for me. like Or this this set of movies for me. So when, like, Eowyn, thirsty niece of King Theoden over here, <laughs> is like, oh my god, Aragorn. <sighs> I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like, yeah, what? like, please, no. And but, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, were they, like, following... Because a lot of this is from the book, so maybe it was I'm sure like that. it's in the book. Yeah, but again, I mean, we didn't really need it. Um, I, if anything, it just showed that he was kind of Aragorn at least was looking at his options because. Well, I think at that her, point she's supposed yeah. to be gone. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, like this is a point where she's like her life is fading. And well, no, I think at that not yet because I think at that point she's like he's told her. Which again, if you watch the theatrical versions, I don't think this is in there. But in the extended version, there is a scene where he is like, "Sorry, I'm out of here. Yeah, y- you go home. You, we're not a thing anymore. We, there's a breakup." That's right. Yeah, I remember that. She's like, "Why are you saying this?" Like, yeah, what the know? hell? And it's and he's just like, "It's not. It yeah. was." So just she a dream, does have that point where she's like, you know, on the horse, like getting ready to go. Right. Um, she envisions to, her son yeah. Yeah, to the to the west. Yeah, but the west. then she has that vision, and then she comes back. But yeah, it's just that's the only time I think it's like even worth having. Um, uh, this I love triangle thing. Yes, the love yeah. triangle part. And I mean, but I think other it, than that, they continue it up until like the very end, where but it's so it they stops all, being that right way. before they go into battle. It becomes, <laughs> and that's the thing that I hate, and I, really, it's the thing I hate mm-hmm. about it. Because like, I just want him to be like, I'm sorry, sis. Like, this ain't going to work. But he doesn't. And it kind of, it comes scary close to making Aragorn kind of suck. Because <laughs> he's established, like, we've established in the movie, like, Arwen, he's told Arwen it's, it's yeah. over. We can't do it. 
And Arwen clearly is like, just keep the necklace. Yeah. You know, holding out hope for this. Eowyn comes along and is like, Aaron, what's up? And he's like thinking, you clearly see him thinking, hey, this is like a more normal, let's call it, option here. Like, I'm with another human who's going to live a human life. Yeah, because they bring that up too to where Arwen is an elf. Yeah. So, so she theoretically she's gonna live forever. Live, yeah, right. and her dad, her dad is even like, what's going to happen when he dies? And right. you continue to You're live. just going to watch the human world just kind of end and you're never going to be able to come home. Yeah. And that kind of blows. Like, yeah. you're just going to wander the remnants of Middle-earth immortal <laughs> forever. Awful. It's horrible. And, like, I didn't, that didn't really hit me until yeah. this last round of watching it where he's straight up, like, you'll watch The Fall of Men or whatever and then you're just, like, going to be sentenced to just wander around forever. And I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> let her come home and it's over. You guys live forever. Holy shit. At least in the old guard, they were like, Hundred years, bro. You betrayed us, but we're not gonna be petty. Hundred years. Go think about what you did. We'll see you at the pub. Yeah. We're done. And this they're like, you better fucking stay there then. You're not coming home. I'm <laughs> just like, what are we doing? But yeah, he sees I think it's like you see Eowyn as like a, a reality for, for Aragorn. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also like a gotta be honest, there's totally gotta be a political component here, right? Because you have like the men of Rohan and then the men of Gondor, yeah, and then you just kind of marry those two houses together, like Game of Thrones style, and you just kind of have like the kingdom of men. Yeah. Like it'd be pretty hardcore, and in a political terms, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but she's a horrible cook. She just kind of is horrible at everything. She is. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna try and fight, and it's just like this bothered me a little. <laughs> Her brother bit. brings up a good point. It's just like. Why? Like, Why? yeah. <laughs> Everyone brings up very valid. This is actually some. This is like a she's weird. Like, well, I should have the opportunity I, to right. fight for the ones I love. Right, like and all the like, men do. But you don't understand. Like people shit themselves. Like in war, it's I don't not even think that. <laughs> it's not even that because like Theoden is straight up like Eowyn. There will be no one, especially if this goes south, to watch over our people to like rule yeah. our people. I need you, the arguably last you person in line. Sansa you need to be this person. The North. Right. Like. <laughs> it's like you need to be the person to. He even says, like, you need to be the person to lead our people when this is over. Because Theoden's like, I don't think I'm making it out. Yeah. This. And of course he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> but it's like, she just kind of gets lucky that she does. I know. She almost got, like, she almost got messed fucked. up. And yeah. it's like. It just bugs the shit out of me because I'm like, I don't know. That's a really valid reason to not go to war. He's not saying you can't fight because you're a woman. I don't know if anyone's really saying that. No. Because even just... Aragorn's like, you know how to fight. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And like, he's kind of like, are you really coming? And I feel like it comes from more of a nobility thing, which maybe that would have been a better angle to play for these movies. But she's like, I have to fight for the ones I love, like regardless of, you know, my sexual organs or whatever. And it's like... No, I don't feel like anyone's arguing that. I feel like everyone's like, hey, look, we all have duties to deal with. I need you to just lead our people. Yeah, because virtually she would actually be the only one. Yeah. Um, Besides Especially Carl if Urban. Aragorn doesn't pull through. Like, if oh, he yeah, dies, yeah. like, there's well, not going to be anybody. Carl Urban makes it, right? He's He does, he's but let's him at, like, yeah, let's, again, let's just everybody, everybody gets that wiped went out, to battle, right. like, all died. those people, if Frodo did not make it right. to the mountain, 
Like, they'd be fucked. Without a doubt. Yeah. And it's it's nuts to me. Again, it's, it's like the snitch. Like, the game doesn't end till you catch the snitch. So, and at that point, with the amount of people that they had, which wasn't very many, I was like, yeah, this is getting dangerously close to, like, and right. you said bye-bye to all your ghost friends. So, it's oh like, my God. there goes your numbers. And, like, Gimli <laughs> brings up the best point is... <laughs> so... For those of you who haven't seen Lord of the Rings, there's a sequence where they go find these ghosts that are basically ghosts because they dishonored, they broke a promise they yeah. made to a king, a king of men a long time ago. So Aragorn, being the new king of men, comes and he's like, you motherfuckers are going to do what I say and I will hold your oaths fulfilled and you can rest. And so they're like, okay, fine, that sounds good. Um, and they come and they wipe the fucking floor in the Battle of Helnor Fields and like the armies of Mordor get the asses handed to them elephants and all and then at the end they're like alright we're done and Aragorn's like sort of standing there like he's really he has almost like his second kind of ring moment right because there's the moment in Fellowship when Frodo offers it to him and he's like don't you know I would have followed you there and back again but like (laughs) (laughs) but um he's not like you know yeah. He's not gonna do it. And this is like I have like the most powerful army ever. Yeah. Argument. They're they can't die. unstoppable <laughs> killing machines. I can rule the world. And it's like he has a really split second moment. And they're like, You promised us, and Gimli's like, I don't know, they might be pretty handy in a fight. And it's kind of like Gimli's <laughs> going, Hey, movie's not over yet. Like, we got some shit to do. Maybe we should let him go in like an hour. <laughs> and like you know he lets them go and they disappear and then they you know eventually go and march on Mordor and it's like mm, it might not have been a bad idea to bring them ghosts to Mordor I'm just saying like they're stuck to you so not gonna betray you and I mean probably just wipe a clean line for Frodo and Sam to just go throw it over the top in Mount Doom but they don't um and it's it's kind of a luck of the draw going back to Eowyn that like when she faces off against the Witch King, he's like, no man can kill me. And why is he so weak? Is why the- is it? Yeah, like, why? This is what. This is another I thing like, I really don't get. that was far too easy to just stab him in the face. Well, let's talk the fucking Hobbit. So, those are the same yeah, dudes I know. that Gladriel, Elrond, and Saruman are kicking ass of at the Necromancer yeah. place. When Sauron is A supposedly weaker and B like they're they're theoretically yeah. weaker because they're just now raised from dead they're not all cloaked and shit yeah. right and they're just smacking them away left and right and then they just come on back yeah. and it's like so she just sticks him in the head <laughs> poof so tell me if if it slices Elrond, if up any, his dragon or whatever oh, gee, it is. oh my god well first off you're telling me if Elrond and any of them didn't just go for the head you pull like a fucking Thor mm-hmm. and just go for the head instead that like seven out of eight big baddies would be dealt with like what the fuck like that sucks or I'm sorry like nine out yeah. of ten bad guys like how is she more powerful than well, I Gandalf think that's the joke. who is not or, or fighting not very joke. well like he gets a staff freaking broken. Well, like, and that's another, it's like, wait, oh, so this guy's able to break this up. Like, these, there's things I feel like going on in the background of all of this that, like, yeah. could easily be explained, but they're not in the movie, so it's really hard to understand. And the thing that I feel like the movie plays is the whole, like, no man can kill me, 
and it's like I am no man. It's no, like, I understand boom. the significance. Well, of that. I understand it's what they're just, going for. But yeah. I, what I'm like, I'm like, there is no way that this is like, oh yeah, no man will be able to kill you. Well, what if it's not a man? Don't. I don't think that'll be a problem. So we're not going to worry about it. And it's just like that did not happen. Like, yeah. I it, from my understanding, the Witch King's whole like tagline of "No man can kill me" comes from some like previous battle in the history of Middle Earth. And correct me if I'm wrong on this one, guys, because like I'm kind of going off of second third hand information but like when the witch king was fighting against some him and his guys were fighting against some other group of guys Mm -hmm. he was wrecking everyone's shit no one could touch him and the whole thing was everyone was yelling oh my god no man can kill him yeah and that was sort of where it came from okay so that's why it's like no man can kill me because it's that's my hype line like that's my shit. But she proceeds not true. to take off her helmet, which I'm just kind of like, girl, right there. Where are you at, witch king? Going on. And she's like, I am no man, and I'm like, ah! you did it. <laughs> and like stabbing the head, and it's a cool scene. It's epic. It's empowering. Yeah, it is empowering. It's great, but it's like at the same time, I'm also like, this doesn't make a Again, whole lot of it's sense. It's like the Avengers where you brought all the women up to the front of the screen, and it's just like, yeah, like that's nice, but was it really necessary? Like, there's war in the background. Like, Right, there's the whole, like, <laughs> you're telling me that every single female character on the battlefield right now stopped, came over here for, like, a quick pose, and then went on to do whatever. Like, sure, are we nitpicking the reality of a fantasy movie? A little bit. But, like, it's a little... It, I guess maybe it just kind of comes as, like, a little heavy-handed, and it's yeah. like, I don't know maybe make it so that no one actually do like a no one thinks she can handle this you know it's not this duty thing it's like maybe she can't handle this and then she kicks the witch king's ass and it's over like like let that be a thing because that's almost what it feels like it's trying it thinks it's doing and it's just like well really when you watch it everyone's like Eowyn we need you to do this thing for us because we will fail as a society if you don't and she's like fuck you I'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) I'm gonna fight for like what I think is right and it's like no one is arguing with you that that's wrong. It's just we we really need you to yeah. do this because there's no one else to do it. And I guess you could argue like, well, why couldn't Carl Urban go do it? And like, I guess, but Carl Urban's also the warrior, and up until this point, she's not. But I mean, I think still like she's an enjoyable character to watch, and I think it's weirdly fulfilling that her and Farmir get together in the end. So if you haven't seen the extended editions of these movies, that's a thing that happens. Is like she after she gets her shield bashed by the oh, Witch King. Yeah. She's like passed out or something. Some yeah, magical she's like paralyzed, something. Yeah. And Aragorn heals her. She's doing all right. And you kind of And he kind of blows her off. Yeah, he's kinda of like later ah. kid and like goes off and does his thing to go lead everybody mm-hmm. to Mordor. Where in the meantime you have Faramir who's injured from the whole debacle with his dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Leave like for your lives. Yeah, oh my god. Like <laughs> What do you even say to that? Just watch it. Just watch Walter from Fringe scream and try to set his son on fire alive. Like uh, he is so, so good at that role. He's though. such a great. He makes a great asshole. Like just does not give a fuck. Well, it's like it's so great to see him in something like Fringe, where he's playing both like yeah. a sinister character and then he's playing like a lovable yeah. dopey character. And then in this, when you're like, <clears throat> you're like. Fucking distraught, not evil, but like so almost nihilistic. He's yeah. just like I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. as, as Denethor, and it's just like 
this guy has got such range. Like, it's so enjoyable just to watch him on screen, even yeah. though you hate everything he's doing. Yeah. It's like, it's just so good. I mean, the scene when he sends Faramir back and you get the whole Pippin singing the song and all that, it's like, it's kind of a weird looking scene, but like, the way it's all shot, the way it's all composed is so good. And I mean, him just ravenously eating these foods. It's like, yeah, adding without that like much even. More shedding a tear or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, not thinking just, about it. Nothing. And I think it's such a good, like, I think we talked about this when we were watching it. I never realized until it's like, you really hear him chewing and gnawing and gnashing yeah. up that food. And it's kind of like, yeah, you just sent all those dudes into the meat grinder, yeah. bro. And this is sort of an audible, like, rendition of that. And I yeah. thought that was such a great choice. Like, I was like, that is a fantastic cinematic choice. Mm-hmm. Because you get this, you know, beautiful song. It's sad. It makes you feel things. But in the back of your mind, you're hearing someone like ASMR eating food and it's like, oh, I get it. These guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, these movies are these movies are so like they really made a lot of my childhood. And I think from a nostalgia point, they're amazing. And I think watching them again in 2020 as an adult, like they hold up so well. Yeah. And I think I said this in the Hobbit episode. Is like there's only like one scene where I'm like, oh, this green screen is so obvious. It's when they're on the mountain or whatever. Oh yeah. But like, it's just so. It, it really it's they're they're too good for the Hobbit to be okay, and that's it. The Hobbit's like okay at best. It doesn't hold a candle to these movies, in my opinion. And like, if it wasn't made, it wasn't made. Okay. These movies aren't going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's 2020 and we're still like, people are still fans of these movies enough to watch them. You know, people still know that people from these movies, you know, and that's the cultural impact they had. It's not, it may be like loosely enhanced because of The Hobbit, but I think it's like, they can stand on their own totally. And I mean, these these movies won, or at least one of, one or two of them won so many awards. Yeah. Like Oscars left and right. I think this uh, Return of the King actually came out the same year as Lost in Translation and both of those movies were in the same running for several yeah. things. I think Lost in Translation and Return of the King were both up for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Return of the King beat Lost in Translation. And in my opinion, rightfully so. I yeah. think as just objective movies go, Return of the King is better than Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more to complain about, I think, in Lost in Translation than I do in Return of the King. Cinematically speaking, Dang, in this did choice. This, did they make these movies back-to-back? Because this is 2001. Yeah, Fellowship's 2001... I have it up on the board here. So anybody watching the video, yeah, they, these then, had to have been. Oh I'm pretty sure goodness. these were filmed back to back to back. Wow. Um, which I know for a fact, at least the first or the last two were. So two and three, I know were filmed okay. straight. I'm not 100 percent sure about Fellowship and Tower, but okay. I think you're probably safe to say they yeah. were all filmed pretty sequentially. Yeah, they'd have to be if they were right. Yeah. Um, released one year after the mm-hmm. other. And for movies of this size, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you you can't do this in a, less than a year. You know, mm-hmm. six months to like, okay, get all the armor and get all yeah. the special effects ready and get all the, the you know, regular effects ready. Like, these movies are incredible. Um, and everybody's seriously giving it their all. I mean, even, it's great because even the people who are playing like bit orc parts mm-hmm. are just like going so hard. They are. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, <laughs> I guess I could say like, I really admire Peter Jackson for that because he must be drawing out like serious performances out of everybody to do this and to not hear you know tons of like oh my god the the set of Lord of the Rings was wrought with drama as Ian McKellen <laughs> fucking pissed in the water of Elijah Wood or something like that just be to spite him for some stupid thing it's like no everybody seems to be really like 
yeah. with it and together on this and like it's really great to see that because I think it shows in the film like I think the camaraderie to kind of bring it back to that is like the camaraderie we see in the movie I think translates at least in part to the actors off screen I like to hope because they seem like in all the interviews and things like they are actually like pretty tight yeah um at least as far as the movie's filming goes. And I mean, like, that's great to see because it helps. Like, it really bumps it up. It gives them a dynamic. I mean, I know I always shit on it all the time, but a positive note, like, in the Marvel movies, with, like, the core Avengers group, you kind Mm -hmm. of see that off-screen in their... I mean, maybe they're all faking it. I don't know. They're all good actors, so who knows? But (laughs) this kind of, to me, I'm like, you do see, like, this play off of each other. I mean, you always hear that story about the first Avengers movie where, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. hid food all over the set. And so there's like a scene where he offers Captain America blueberries. It was, wasn't scripted. It was just completely because he <laughs> picked up about a bo- uh, bag of blueberries and was eating them. And everyone was like, God damn, not again. And <laughs> he offers it and it like really fits the thing. And they're playing, everybody's playing off of each other really well. And I think that's not just like their skill in acting, but it's also their skill, like they're just interpersonability between each other. And I think this movie is the pinnacle of that, is you really see these people who are working great together. And I mean, that shows. From, you know, Gimli and Legolas and Legolas and Aragorn, Gandalf with really everybody he interacts with, Frodo and Sam on top of it all. I mean, shit, even like Andy Serkis playing Gollum in those like solemn moments in two, like when he's just like, you feel sorry for yeah. Gollum. And that's something that the Hobbit, the last complaint I'll put on that, something <laughs> the Hobbit fucked up in my opinion. Yeah. Is I don't feel sorry for Gollum. And Bilbo does. But in the two towers I feel really sorry for Gollum yeah. because he's just tormented and you can they really show it in that movie and then of course you know he chooses to be evil again all the other shit and it just you know I don't I, I'm, a, I'm glad he dies yeah. but I pity that 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 it happened and it's such yeah. like this movie just for something like that they try to like give that, him like well, they try to make yeah. him okay they try to redeem him and it just doesn't yeah happen. like again to show that the ring is just very powerful right and it's in the end he succumbs to it yeah and i think that that's and again like him dying like you know becoming evil and then just falling off it's like almost like oh at least like he's you know right at peace maybe or just like you know done with the ring at least right the corruption of the ring it's over and he almost dies happy right like he had the ring yeah he had the ring and and he's (laughs) smiling he's just (laughs) melting away and it's kind of like you're almost like at first you're like, that's you deserve burning fucking hell. But then you're also kind of like, he died happy and I almost feel good for him. Like, it was a twisted way to go. It's yeah. horrible that that's what he wanted more than anything. But like, yeah. he got it. But I mean, that's the only thing he had was like that and that's, ring. Yeah. <laughs> and he got it at the end and he was so yep. fucking happy. Yeah, I think that just these movies for being fantasy movies that you think would just be, you know, check out this. I mean, we see so much nowadays. It's like, oh, check out yeah. this action. Look at this cool shit. And you're just like, yeah, okay. It's like, there's so much depth to these. And it's it's seriously a series that I could watch. Like, the minute I'm done is the minute I'm like, I kind of want to watch Fellowship of the Ring again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, let's watch same. it again. And it's just like... Yeah, I love this as like a holiday movie um, because you can just like go through all of them basically. Yeah. And there's always something like new to see or new to think about. I know. I mean, it's been almost 20 years since the first one of these came out and... Since then, this last time was the last time I've seen it. Maybe the hundred thousand time I've seen these movies. And it's like, oh, look, there's another thing I didn't see the first time. Or the second. Or the third. Or the 999th. But as we've been doing with our sort of small screens as far as serious stuff is concerned movie-wise, 
what ratings are you giving these movies, Amber, for for one, two, and three? Like, I guess rank. Let's rank them. Okay, so like, what's number one? What's number two? What's number three? And then, oh, what are your like hard. star ratings? You know, uh, I think of that meme with like the drawing of the horse, and it's just like beautiful, like and all three. <laughs> oh, panels. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like shitty line drawing. It's all this beautiful horse. Um. So if we're going in order from like you know Fellowship of the Ring to Return of the King, it'd have to be like ten, nine, and then ten. Really? Yeah, because I think the second one was a little bit mm, like. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But I really like the first one and then the third What is one. with me and you on these movies? Because I think my rating would easily be like 9, 10, 10. Like 2 is... If I could give 2 an 11, I would. Like 2 is my favorite one of these movies. It has an amazing like second act or so with, with the Battle of Homes Deep. Yeah. It just sets up everything so perfectly. It expands on the first one. Like it's just so fucking good to me. And I'm like, this is amazing. We're expanding the world. We're upping the ante. We're even showing like, hey, Saruman made super orcs. And we're going to fucking fight them. <laughs> and if we don't win, mm-hmm. we're fucked right now. Yeah. And The Return of the King's good. And it really does the finale well. But like, the stakes in 2 are so high without really jumping the shark. That to me, 2 is the best. So what... So given that like, you have like a... 10, 9, 10, what is the order? Like, is which is better between Fellowship and Return of the King? So, like, what's your number one of these? What's your number two of these? And then, obviously, Two Towers is your number three. I think Fellowship of the Ring is probably the best one. Really? Yeah. Uh, why, why is Fellowship the best? For you, why is it the best? Because it's, like, the opener. That's how you... And that's what I remember even when I first saw it. Like, I was just like, yeah, this is, like, the shit. Like, <laughs> this is, like... This is the one the that beginning. made you, yeah. Okay. Um, again, an adventure that, you know, spans a really long time, honestly. Like, you don't think it does because, um, again, there's, like, three movies. It's a trilogy, so you can just bam, 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 like, go yeah, through yeah. it. But, honestly, it spans, like, a really long time versus, like, in The Hobbit, it was over the course of... What is it? Over, like... There Hobbit's was one like, part I think where it's just, like, 12 end, months yeah, or it's something like, a year. like that. Yeah. Or like, oh, you've been gone for... 12 months or something yeah. like that. So we're selling all your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one is obviously a lot longer than that, I feel like, with just everything be. that's been going right. on and stuff like that. And then Gandalf going... Well, yeah, from beginning yeah. of Fellowship and, like, including Gandalf going to, like, uh, Minas Tirith yeah. to, like, totally years. Or yeah. Like, years and years yeah. by before you get to the end of Return of yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's just, you know, getting introduced to all of the characters. Yeah. And... Just setting everything up. Okay. Yeah. I think this would be two, three, one for okay. me. I mean, I don't, I want that to be like, one sucks, but it's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's just, <laughs> to me, it's like the weaker one of them all, even though it does a really good job setting everything else up. And I mean, it's really hard to rank these as it is. Yeah. I think it just like, the two and three expand so well that they almost like over they pretty much overshadow one to me and i think that's something i really res- i will say i respect about the hobbit mm-hmm. is they don't go it's bigger it's better <laughs> it's the hobbit it's like no it was one book yeah let's just you know do it the way it is as best we can and like go from there yeah. we will tr- attempt to hit lord of the rings levels we will not succeed but you know if we fall short it's still a good movie 
and they do. Yeah, and it works. But yeah, I think that that's that's solid. Um, these movies on IMDb, uh, going in order of each one, got an eight point eight, eight point seven, and eight point nine Fellowship Towers King, respectively. <laughs> I got a hard disagree with those. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I, like just looking it up on the board here, Return of the King, 8.9 out of 10, out of 1,670,000,791 reviews. I feel like you, if you're going to get enough reviews, it's just going to become a five. Like yeah. at some point, it's just going to average to be the middle and it doesn't matter what any of the reviews say. But yeah, these movies are amazing. And honestly, if you haven't seen them, go fucking watch them. We didn't sp- like we barely scratched the surface on these. And I yeah. think if you we could devote an entire podcast show to just talking about this franchise. But seriously, if you haven't experienced these, go experience them because like watching them as a kid, it was incredible. Watching them as an adult, nostalgia aside, it's such a good fucking movie. And there's so much to just take in that you'll want to watch it again when you're done because now that you know I gotta go see all these things I missed. It's kind of like Inception, right? So, that'll probably do it for this episode, I think. We've talked long and hard about Return of the... Or, really, all the Lord of the Rings movies. Amber, what do we got going on next week? So, next week for our regular feed, we will be covering Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Special guest star for that one, so get hyped. And then on the small screens the week after, we're going to just talk about Bill and Ted as a whole. So we're going to get kind of like this, but with Bill and Ted. And Amber has... I don't think you've seen any of these movies, No, I've never seen So you're not only going to get to see Amber's first take on Bill and Ted 3, but also her first take on the whole series. Like, classic Keanu. (laughs) 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 But until then, everybody, as always... I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. This is So What Happens Next Small Screens. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.